Support for WRFA is brought to you by Southern Chautauqua Federal Credit Union. As a local community resource, Southern Chautauqua Federal Credit Union is committed to providing its members with the professional financial services they have come to expect. Southern Chautauqua Federal Credit Union provides credit union membership to people who live, work, worship, attend school, do business, and any other entities within Chautauqua County. For more information, including how to become a member, call or text 716-665-7000 or visit them on the web at 665-7000.com. And again, you're listening to Community Matters. Congressman Tom Reed discussed inflation concerns during his weekly media call and also offered thoughts on the developing situation between Russia and the Ukraine. Thanks again, everybody, for joining us this week on our call here. And uh, what I wanted to talk about uh, this week as we leave before we get to questions is the uh, report of wholesale inflation uh, that came out yesterday that uh, confirmed that uh, everything that we are hearing and seeing and feeling um, across the district and across the nation uh, that inflation is real, uh, it is here, uh, it is not transitory. Uh, when you have a 9.7% increase over last year in just wholesale inflation alone, uh, that is significant. And the pain of inflation is real when it comes to hardworking Americans in particular, uh, because any type of increases in wages or salary that they uh, are receiving uh, as those wages go up is being eaten uh, by inflation. Uh, the reality is, is food prices, uh, energy prices, and uh, all of the indicators show uh, that inflation uh, in the foreseeable future, absent new leadership uh, changes by the White House as well as members of Congress coming together uh, to solve this po- problem, uh, is going to continue. And ultimately, I just want to be very clear of how I view this, um, ultimately, government uh, is not going to be able to completely solve this problem uh, alone. Uh, This is going to be driven, in my humble opinion, uh, by increasing supply across all spectrums uh, of uh, these factors uh, that are coming uh, into focus that are causing the inflation to occur. And on top of that, government cannot add fuel to the fire uh, of this supply crisis uh, when it comes to uh, the supply side of the equation it can't be dumping uh, money uh, into the economy in such a way uh, that inflation uh, is exacerbated uh, because of the money that's flowing uh, into the system from government spending. And so I think uh, the policy path forward is to adopt policies that are going to increase uh, the supply chains, that are going to increase uh, things like our microprocessors, our computer uh, chips, and um, the innovative and creative uh, items uh, that we need to domestically uh, build and support uh, here in America. Uh, what we have learned is this dependency uh, on other countries like China uh, in particular uh, are causing those supply chains uh, to limit uh, the supply overall uh, in America and therefore uh, is causing prices to go up. On top of that, it is completely asinine uh, to me Uh, that we have an administration in the White House under President Biden uh, that is cutting off our supply access to our uh, natural gas and oil supplies under America's uh, control. It makes no sense other than pandering to the extremists of the Democratic Party represented by the extreme environmentalists, not those that are reasonable, but the extremists of the environmentalist party 
uh, environmentalist uh, section of the Democratic Party, uh, that are taking our natural gas and oil U.S. supply chains out of the equation, fighting pipeline construction for infrastructure uh, that would transport uh, these supplies uh, throughout America. And you are seeing uh, one of the biggest drivers of inflation uh, in reality uh, coming into focus at the pump. Uh, as people are going to work, as they're going uh, to uh, their weekend events, you know, they're, they're paying three fifty, four dollars $4 a gallon here in western New York, uh, whereas opposed to they were paying you know, a dollar, dollar fifty less uh, just recently as a few years ago. Um, that is real money every time uh, they go to the gas pump. That is real money uh, every time we see a 25% increase uh, in our heating bills uh, for our, our homes um, uh, that are being heated by natural gas because of the supply chain uh, threat that this environmentalist uh, extreme agenda uh, is creating. And that's money coming out of people's pocket uh, that are struggling. And so uh, the solution to this is going to be rooted uh, by standing with the innovators, the entrepreneurs, the American worker, and encouraging American workers uh, to get into uh, these fields, to encourage the American workers uh, to create uh, the next supply chains of tomorrow that can be uh, constructed right here on U.S. soil. And, um, and that includes our natural gas and our oil uh, reserve development, as that is a critical economic engine uh, that will go a long way to not only providing new opportunities uh, to Americans uh, and, American, uh, and the American worker, uh, but it will go a long way uh, to make sure that we're not relying upon our non-U.S. Uh, sources of energy and also uh, we have this resource right here in our backyard. We should we should maximize it. So that being said, uh, the solution here is stand with the American worker, stand with the American people. Uh, government uh, sets the policy of encouraging that supply chain uh, reshoring back to American soils, uh, develop uh, our natural resources here domestically, and I think you would go a long way. Uh, to alleviating what's driving a lot of this inflationary effect, and that is the supply uh, side of the equation being cut and constrained because of these issues of dependency and uh, lack of developing our natural resources here under domestic U.S. control. Um, that And so that's uh, what I wanted to talk about today, and I wanted to uh, now turn it over to you guys for uh, questions. Okay, we'll start with Greg from The Observer. Uh, thanks, Tom, for uh, joining us today. Um, yeah. Wanted to get your take on Ukraine and the impact that may have on gas prices as well. Yeah, this is a, another example of why we wanted to highlight inflation today, uh, because when we don't control our natural gas uh, supply chains and we have disruptions like what is likely to occur with the invasion of, the invasion of Ukraine by Russia, uh, we're going to see that commodity price continue to go up. And because it's a world commodity and it's priced as a world commodity, what happens in the Ukraine, what happens with Russia, uh, is going to impact that price in a negative way and cause more money to come out of the American household pocket uh, as a result of that instability. So um, my concern uh, there is we have to send a message uh, to Russia uh, that cause, uh, crossing that border into Ukraine uh, in a military action is not acceptable and that there are going to be consequences um, uh, immediately as a result uh, of such an action. Okay. So even though 
gas prices might go up, you still you're not opposed to America at least being involved in some way or shape or form with the um, standing up against Russia. Well, I will tell you, no, what I'm saying is uh, because Russia is going to potentially take that action, uh, that is causing uh, gas prices to go up. And so mm-hmm. what we need to do as America is send a message that, Russia, you do not do this, and you need to stand down. And uh, if we have a dispute, we'll resolve it uh, elsewhere, but not militarily. That is the biggest okay. threat to the gas prices I see. And so I'm, I'm uh, supportive of uh, uh, using every tool in the toolbox uh, with the last resort being military uh, type of uh, engagement. Um, I think there's a lot of resources we could pull together through NATO and others to militarily respond to this. But my initial response would be uh, look at the economic impact uh, that Putin uh, could suffer right from the pipeline issue with Nordstrom 2. Um, I think that is a critical tool that, if deployed correctly, uh, will keep Putin at bay because that's that's his lifeline. Uh, he needs that money from the pipeline, and uh, it's not just him, Putin. It's the oligarchs and the families that keep him in power uh, that are profiting off of that relationship with Europe through the Nordstrom 2 pipeline. All right, appreciate your comments. Yeah, thank you. Okay, I wish well, it was a soundbite, but it's a, it's a little bit more complicated than a two-second soundbite answer. We'll go to Lucas of Finger Lakes Radio Group. Good morning, Congressman. How are you? I'm doing well. Lucas, how are you doing today? Not too bad, thanks. Congressman, I know a little later today you're going to be in Waterloo. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about uh, your purpose for your visit today? Yeah, so we're spending, uh, we're over here in Geneva today on this side of the district uh, talking with people. And in Waterloo, what we're focusing on is uh, the bipartisan infrastructure um, uh, bill, as you know, as we are very strong supporters of that bill and those investments that are being made. And we're going to focus on water uh, in particular and uh, and the opportunities uh, that these investments in our water, wastewater, sewer uh, facilities have as a result of this investment of the infrastructure bill. So we're looking forward to it, and we look forward to seeing folks and uh, being out there in the field, as we always try to do. And, Congressman, as a follow-up to a separate uh, situation, of course, uh, just your uh, comments on the situation with Russia and the Ukraine. Yeah. So it's very uh, destabilizing. It's having an impact here in our day-to-day lives by the rising energy prices uh, that continue to go up as a result of the instability and the lack of domestic U.S. Uh, production uh, because of the policies we talked about. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, what we need to do is send a united message to Putin and to Russia uh, that any type of military uh, engagement there uh, by them uh, will be met with firm, united response from America and our allies. That sends a message not, this is not acceptable. Thank you, Congressman. Thank you. Okay, we'll go to Jerry from the Buffalo News. How are you doing? Thanks, Jerry. um, Back to inflation for a a second. Um, There's... It's obviously very complex what's happening in the economy right now, but I wanted to get a sense from you. uh, You think the the last... uh, stimulus bill that uh, the Democratic Congress passed uh, about a year ago um, might have contributed to inflation in any way, and, you know, and if so, how? Yeah, no, I think uh, definitely when we have spent over $6 trillion in the COVID uh, situation, and we needed to, uh, so I accept that. That's why I supported uh, many of those investments in those bills. And um, um, But at this point in time, it's, it, we have to stop uh, adding fuel to the fire. 
the root cause, in my assessment, in my opinion, as to what's causing this inflation to go uh, out of uh, out of sight, um, is the supply side of the equation, like we talked about, and um, and the constraint of the supply chain coming into America for our dependency on foreign sources, as well as uh, the cutting off of our energy supplies here in U.S. Uh, control. Um, and then on top of that, you add six trillion dollars worth of spending, and uh, that type of fiscal policy on top of the monetary policy uh, that we have uh, added trillions of dollars to also, uh, that's causing that inflationary impact to be exacerbated. Okay. I also want to follow up on what you uh, said a minute ago about uh, Ukraine. You did mention military as a last resort. Just if you could flesh that out, are you talking about military aid uh, to Ukraine? I'm specifically, are you talking no, about obviously. Obviously, uh, that would be a last resort, and in my humble opinion, uh, we would have to do that with our NATO allies, with our uh, non-NATO allies standing in unison uh, against that aggression from Russia. My hope is, uh, by sending the right messages uh, now, firm and direct uh, to Russia, uh, they would uh, change course and uh, back off of this military transgression that appears to be uh, coming down the pipeline. Um, and I think one of the key things is we have to send that united message uh, between our allies and the White House and make sure the White House doesn't send conflicting messages like it has uh, over the last few weeks uh, on the situation. Um, so my hope is military uh, would be the last resort, but uh, and that military I would not hear uh, weigh in on as to the details. Would that be aid? Would that be equipment? Would be that men and women? But you have to keep all tools in the toolbox when you talk about military engagement, uh, so that our adversary of uh, Russia uh, in this situation uh, does not know what the gameplay is. Okay, great. Thank you much. Yeah, thank you. Okay, we'll go to Terry Frank from Media One Radio Group. Yes, good morning, Tom. Good morning, Terry. I uh, wanted to shift the topic a little bit because uh, it hasn't come up yet. Um, I know that the uh, Durham report, looking into the origins of the Russia investigation, has been dropped in court, I believe. And I just wanted to get your thoughts about that and where it's going and what it says. I don't know if you've read it or you've been briefed on it, but but I'd like your comments on it. Yeah, I, I've been briefed on it, and um, uh, it is concerning uh, what has been dropped in that um, court proceeding uh, to date. Um, as to uh, what was going on with the Clinton campaign and the aggressiveness and potential criminal uh, actions that were uh, conducted uh, by the Clinton campaign uh, in the guise of politics uh, by their surveillance and intrusion uh, into the president, as well as private citizens' uh, computer systems. Um, That is something that should concern all of us, um, and it should be something that we highlight and we investigate uh, and that we stand united to be opposed uh, against. And uh, I know there's more to come. Uh, This is just uh, uh, my understanding of the situation. This is just the initial salvo of information uh, that's coming to light uh, on on the Durham investigation. And uh, stay tuned. And it should be concerning to all of us. All right. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Okay. I believe we have time for one more question, and that's uh, Rick Miller, Only in Times. Okay. Hi, Rick. Oh, can't hear you there, Rick. Oh. Oh, 
No, I think he's talking in the background. So we'll go to oh, Dave okay. from WDOE. Hi, uh, Tom. Uh, I Really, I think all the questions have been asked, but uh, we thank you for holding these uh, weekly conference calls. Uh, thank you, Dave. It's great to hear your voice, and uh, uh, I appreciate that very much. Okay. Um, let's go to one more question. We'll go to well, – let's try Rick Miller again. Rick, are you there? Uh, good, good morning, Congressman. Uh, no questions for me today. Thanks very much. All right, Rick. We appreciate that. Okay, okay guys. Well, I know we're up against a hard stop here. Um, we're going to be traveling outside the district here, or uh, in the district outside, so uh, hopefully we'll catch a couple of you on our, our visits to the hospital as well as the clean water uh, initiatives that we're put, putting out there. But uh, thanks to everybody, and uh, look forward to talking to you next week. Take care now. That was Congressman Tom Reed.